Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Well, if you are a regular bus passenger in the Mon Valley or light rail user downtown or in the South Hills, you're starting to notice some changes. The first big change you're noticing is a new name for the regional transit agency serving Allegheny County. It is now Pittsburgh Regional Transit. Kind of descriptive, certainly more descriptive than Port Authority of Allegheny County, which is what we've known it at for this whole time. But Amy Silberman is Director of Planning and Service Development for PRT. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Jason. And uh, Craig Tuchek is Senior Planner at Pittsburgh Regional Transit. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Uh, Amy, let's start with you. Um, the, the focus on the Route 837 corridor, uh, when did this start to emerge as an area of interest for uh, Port of, well, see, I almost did it, uh, for Pittsburgh <laughs> Regional Transit? I'm sure we'll do that once, more than once. More than once, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. We uh, started looking at this corridor actually shortly after Craig joined our team a couple years ago, right as the pandemic was kicking off. We had been given a um, small pot of funds through the state um, from PennDOT to focus on their new pr- um, program called PennDOT Connect. And at the time, PennDOT was trying to make sure that municipalities and other partner agencies were helping um, people to understand multiple modes of transportation and travel in their corridors. So calling out things like transit stops or bike lanes or other um, pedestrian amenities when they were doing uh, road transportation projects. So we had this small pot of funds and um, we wanted to figure out a data-informed way to start using them. And so Craig actually looked at uh, all PennDOT corridors in our entire network and prioritized those corridors uh, for a few different things. Um, and I'll let him maybe speak to that in a little bit more detail, but it was primarily focused on ridership and on safety. Uh, Craig, do you want to give a little bit more detail on that? Sure. So we um, used some GIS layers that we have to overlay PennDOT corridors with all our bus routes Let's in the system. Pause for a second. GIS is what? Graphic Information oh, System or Geographic Information System? Geographic Information so System. Maps. So just, maps and data. Yeah. Fancy okay. maps. Yeah. Fancy maps and fancy data. Yeah. Um, so we used that and found out which routes go on PennDOT corridors where we are permitted to use this PennDOT Connects funding. Um, we eliminated all the, the corridors that already have projects planned mm-hmm. and looked at, um, you know, once we cut it down to the remaining corridors, looked at um, which ones have the greatest need based on ridership, um, safety, um, you know, things like that. A whole bunch of different things. We used our equity index. Um, what makes something – let me interrupt you for a well. second just for, for the benefit of the audience. What makes something a corridor? What's, what makes something a corridor versus just a bus route? Is there a definition for I that? You, I suppose you could say it's sort of a contiguous you know, segment of street. Okay. So the other corridors that we looked at um, besides for 837 were McKnight Road. Okay. 
and um, Freeport Road. So these are heavily are trafficked uh, highways or, or sub-highways kind of. I don't know what the word is for, for something that's a little bit less than a highway but are very busy streets. And I'm guessing there are a lot of different transit routes that use the same street and that makes it a corridor? Yeah, there isn't technically a definition yeah. for a corridor. We were looking at all the PennDOT routes and, and largely PennDOT streets are state streets. So they're moderate to heavier volume sure. streets. Okay. And often we run, not always, but often we run bus routes along them. So even this corridor um, that we've selected, which is called the Homestead to McKeesport corridor for our project mm. is not all along State Route 837, no. but the majority of it is. Um, so that's why we're not calling it the State Route 837 transit project. We're calling it the Homestead to McKeesport project because it actually moves um after it, it traverses uh, down through uh, Duquesne, it actually crosses the river over into McKeesport, which is not part of State Route 837. One of the things about living in, in Pittsburgh is, of course, you can't actually call the roads by their real names actually, anyways because they change names three or four times. Amy Silberman is Director of Planning and Service Development at Pittsburgh Regional Transit. Craig Tuchek is a senior planner there. We are talking about the Homestead to McKeesport corridor. I keep calling it Route 837, but as Amy just pointed out, it crosses the corridor – um, crosses the homes, the McKeesport Duquesne Bridge onto Lyle Boulevard in McKeesport, and and so Craig, when I interrupted you to kind of define some of the terms, you were talking about how this corridor from Homestead to McKeesport began to emerge, and I and I wanted you to finish your thought. I apologize. Yeah, so I mean, we looked at um, various data, like I had mentioned. Uh, we looked at corridors that have um, you know, traffic backups issues. Um, and you know, long and short of the story is that in the end, Route 837, or I'm sorry, the Homestead to McKeesport Corridor, <laughs> <laughs> including part of Route 837. It's easy or, to do that, huh? Yeah. Know, yeah. East 8th Avenue yeah. or Duquesne Boulevard or Kennywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. as the case may be. Right. Um, <laughs> that one rose to the top. Yeah. I, about how many riders are we talking about uh, on that corridor on an average day? And I know the pandemic kind of distorted everybody's numbers. Before the pandemic, there were about 2,500 people boarding along the corridor, okay. and then the, all the routes that travel along there um, have about 10,000 riders. So anything that happens yeah. in this corridor could affect you know, how people um, – bus reliability yeah. operations in Oakland and downtown, you know, the entire length of Squirrel Hill. So we're talking about bus routes uh, like the 61C from McKeesport to Pittsburgh via Oakland and Squirrel Hill. But we're also talking about, I think, the 53 bus routes that serve the Homestead-West Mifflin area into downtown Pittsburgh. And, and I'm probably missing. What are, what are some of the routes here that I'm, that I'm missing along that that serve that quarter? 59, Mon Valley, which is a circulator, which goes, I think, from Clareton all the way to uh, Homestead, I think. Yeah, it actually um, goes from McKeesport and sort of does a, a roundabout yeah, okay. way of getting into downtown uh, yeah. from the, the McKeesport Transportation Center. Um, but yes, there are five bus routes that yeah. operate on the corridor. The main route is the 61C. That is sort of our, our bread and butter route along this corridor. So yes, some of them, some of the others sort of traverse or pass in and out of sections of it. But the route that we are most um, desiring to get these improvements for is that 61C, which is a pretty frequent seven-day-a-week, yeah. you know, 20-hour-a-day bus route um, that is really hauling the most people uh, in this area. And, and and we have a break coming up, so um, this might be our last little question here before the break, but it's not, I guess maybe it's not a little question. Um, and, and I'm not sure, Amy or Craig, which one of you wants to field this, but 
what are the heaviest users of that bus? What have your surveys shown? Is it uh, commuters going to work? Is it people accessing uh, hospitals and healthcare in Oakland? Is it students a- accessing universities in uh, the, that Oakland and Bluff corridor? Um, who are the big users of that 61C? Yeah, I can take that. Yeah. Um, so we do uh, uh, specific rider surveys every, every couple of years where we look at route um, specifics. Um, but this route, we also can look a lot at the local demographics as well in terms of people on the census who say they use public transportation um, as their primary mode uh, to get around. And there is a wide variety of users along the 61C. In general, our our uh, the bulk of people using our system are using our system to get to work or school. And that's mm-hmm. true of the 61C as well. Um, but as you noted, this route goes through Oakland, so it passes almost all of our major medical institutions in the city of Pittsburgh, many of the major universities uh, in the city of Pittsburgh, um, and then several job centers uh, throughout the corridor as well. Pitts, uh, Squirrel Hill neighborhoods are a very large job center, and of course, uh, McKeesport, uh, Duquesne, and Homestead all have uh, you know significant job centers as well. If you're getting to work at the waterfront, this 61C or the 59 Mon Valley is probably one of the buses that you were taking at some point. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Let's take our break right here. When we come back, let's talk about some of the areas for improvement that you've been able to identify and also talk about the timeline and the solutions that you're working on to address them. Okay. Great. Sounds good. We're talking with Amy Silberman, Director of Planning and Service Development at Pittsburgh Regional Transit. Also on the line with us this morning is Craig Tuchek. He's a senior planner at Pittsburgh Regional Transit. We're talking about uh, bus service and the study that has been ongoing uh, at the Pittsburgh Regional Transit about the corridor from McKeesport to Homestead and what improvements might be coming down the path, as, as we would like to say here. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifflers also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. We're talking about transit service in the Mon Valley. Lots of people in the Mon Valley use transit, probably more than you have imagined. Amy Silverman and Craig Tuchek from Pittsburgh Regional Transit, formerly Port Authority of Allegheny County, are our guests this morning. And we're talking about uh, plans for that corridor from Homestead to McKeesport. Uh, Amy, Craig, I don't know who wants to field this, but I heard a statistic from someone at Port Authority, I think last year or maybe the year before, and it astonished me to the point where it's not that I didn't believe you, but I had to go check it. And that was that Homestead, the Homestead zip code, 15120, or I guess Homestead Borough itself, has one of the highest percentages of transit utilization for people going to work on the bus. More so even, and I did look this up, more so even than uh, parts of Philadelphia, which have SEPTA and have a subway system and light rail system and heavy rail system. Uh, That's astonishing to me how many people in in Homestead use the bus. How heavy is transit utilization in the Mon Valley? Uh, Craig, I'll let you speak to the Homestead piece since that was the stat that you pulled for us for our meeting. 
Yeah, I saw that stat too. I'm trying to find it. Um, I well, thought it was well, upwards. Great. I thought it was upwards of sixty percent or something it, of of people who commute to work using uh, Pittsburgh Regional Transit uh, buses. And again, I I pulled certain neighborhoods in Philadelphia, and it's it's far more than a much more densely populated community. I was was amazed at how important transit is to folks. Yeah, absolutely. And and as uh, Craig looks into that a little bit further, I'll, I'll just add a few notes to the the Mon Valley in general, which is that it is one of our highest. Um, corridors, if you're sort of looking at a broader uh, contiguous uh, location where people are using transit, there are several communities sort of isolated um, in some cases throughout that corridor by surrounding um, development or ability to easily get to surrounding jobs. Um, And so also several places that have seen some significant population decline over the decades, both Duquesne and and McKeesport are cities technically. Um, And so there are a lot of people that have moved there or have needed to move there for a variety of reasons who really need um, access to those jobs and, and getting there via transit is their only means of doing so in many cases. So. Yeah, it's it's not a choice f- for them. It's it's a necessity for them to get to work, to get to school, to get to the doctor, the church, to go shopping, whatever. Craig, you were pulling some statistics. I want to make sure we check in with you. I am still looking for it. I can never find reference <laughs> exactly. There's too that's many a, files here. That's okay. That's we okay. also... Uh, you know, we, we Port Authority, uh, Pittsburgh Regional Transit, apologies, I knew that would happen, <laughs> um, publishes a report called our Equity Index of Mobility mm-hmm. Need, where we look at nine different demographic indicators for people who are more likely to need transit services. So that includes low-income households or uh, minority race and ethnicity households, people who don't speak English, seniors, children, um, people without access to vehicles, people with disabilities. Um, and so the Mon Valley in this corridor in particular uh, is one of our highest equity uh, locations throughout Allegheny County as well. What, what, um, it, so not only we're not just talking about um, communities that might have lower incomes in certain pockets, but we're talking about communities that might have many of these layers um, of, of really needing access to those services for a variety of reasons and a variety of different types of people. A- Amy, what are some of the things you've identified and Port Authority has identified over the past year or so in studying this corridor from McKeesport to Homestead, which, as we mentioned, includes Lyle Boulevard and McKeesport, uh, McKeesport-Duquesne Bridge, Kennywood Boulevard, Route 837, 8th Avenue and Homestead. What what are some issues that have arisen? I'm assuming traffic lights, for instance, are, are one of the issues. Um, They are, but they're not the primary issues. So the primary reason for us looking at this and continues to be the primary intent here is safety. Uh And while we say it's safety for transit riders, it's really safety for pedestrians. All of our riders are pedestrians when they begin and end their journeys. Uh And so it's really about looking at those bus stop locations and thinking about how people traverse this corridor safely to get to and from those bus stops. So, um, you know, particularly around the Kennywood Boulevard portion of this corridor, there have been a lot of pedestrian accidents, even yes. even since we started um, planning for this project back in the fall, which is um, really sad and scary. So we're, we're very much focused on making sure riders um, have a way to cross the street safely, have a place to stand safely while they wait for the bus. Um, and so that, c- that can make their journey a, a lot easier uh, for a variety of reasons, whether or not safety is a concern of theirs. Yeah, we, we've had some bad accidents here on the Lyle Boulevard corridor, including one just about a week or so ago of, of someone who was injured while uh, crossing the street. Um, those are – let me play devil's advocate. Though, aren't those the local municipalities' responsibility or the 
PennDOT or the county, whoever owns the road, isn't that their responsibility? Yeah, I'd say it's all of our responsibilities. Okay. There are different programs that are targeted at using funds differently. And um, I noted at the beginning of our segment that we had received this um, small amount of funds from PennDOT at the state level specifically to focus on transit improvements on their streets. So PennDOT doesn't always have the ability to fund all different types of modal improvements when they're doing, say, a street resurfacing or repaving project. But we might be able to come in while they're doing a project like that, which we have been coordinating and working with PennDOT on um, on a variety of corridors. Um, and in this case, we are trying to get ahead of PennDOT mm-hmm. doing their next corridor project here because they didn't have one on the horizon. So we didn't want to wait another you know, eight years yeah. or so until they came back to this corridor. We wanted to say, well, why don't we go there first since, since they didn't have that on their imminent list? As someone who has ridden those buses a lot in that corridor, one of the things that's striking, you, you mentioned that all of the riders are pedestrians before and after they use the transit system. Uh, there aren't a lot of sidewalks. In parts of that, uh, so if you are walking to the bus from your home or from your work, uh, there are parts. Lyle Boulevard has sidewalks on both sides, but a lot of Kennywood Boulevard, Duquesne Boulevard, does not. Is is that some? Is that an area where the where Pittsburgh Regional Transit? I almost did it myself. Pittsburgh Regional Transit is uh, hoping to step in and add some help. Yes. So our funds are limited and so they can only uh, go so far. But yes, Mm -hmm. uh, looking at are there pieces of sidewalk missing that we can help fill in a gap Mm -hmm. um, is certainly something we're looking at. It's, you know, sidewalks in general, both condition and availability came out of our long range plan next transit that we completed last year as the number one program priority area that we should focus on. So this is a huge problem, both for transit users and for everyone. Uh, and, And it's an issue state wide. It's that sidewalk ownership, um, you know, is, is owned by the right-of-way owner, mm-hmm. but is maintained by the private property owner. And that yeah. creates a lot of issues, and especially a lot of issues in communities that don't have resources uh, for private property owners to maintain them. So, you know, actually, in a lot of this corridor, there is a sidewalk network, but that sidewalk network may not necessarily have been maintained. What are some other um amenities that you're looking to bring to this corridor. I know something that I was very excited to see, uh, McKeesport Transportation Center has reopened. Uh, We haven't even mentioned that yet, that this transit hub uh, in downtown McKeesport has been completely redone. There is a larger park and ride lot. There is a nicer waiting area for both passengers and for um, the drivers, uh, comfort stations, they call it for the transit operators. But the biggest thing that excited me was there are connect card vending machines. You can get your Connect Card uh, uh, updated there. Are are you looking to bring the Connect Card access to more transit stops? Uh, Yes, we are. So not necessarily directly tied with this corridor project, but yes, that is a broader program that we are looking at here at PRT um, and specifically looking at locations where people who are more likely to use cash, which is often associated Mm -hmm. with lower income communities, um, where they can uh, be sure to have access to a connect card. So McKeesport was actually highest on our priority list to get that ticket vending machine. Um, So we're so happy that that project has has come to completion and moved forward. Um, But there are a variety of other amenities in addition to just making sure that crossing are safe and sidewalks are safe and available. Um, Craig, do you want to maybe walk Jason and and our listeners through the um, like different types of solutions that we've looked at for bus stops along the corridor? Sure. So there are, let's see, about five general groups of improvements that we're looking to make. Um, The first is improving the waiting areas, which is 
perhaps the most visible of all the improvements that we can make. So uh, improving sidewalks, having sidewalk extensions um, where the sidewalk sort of juts out into the parking lane so you can more easily board the bus instead of having to you know, go down from the curb and then you know, maybe between cars even to get on the bus. And then it also helps with wheelchair deployments for the ramps there. Um, sure. In Hopestead, especially, there are a lot, a very high number of wheelchair ramp deployments. Is there a heavy utilization in that corridor of uh, people using the, the wheelchair accessible ramps on the buses? Yeah, especially towards the western end of Homestead. Okay. Um, I mean, that's a very busy main street, as yep. anyone who's gone through there. It's so a lot of senior citizen high with. senior citizen high rises and, and things along that corridor, so that makes some sense to me, yeah. Right. So that was something, you know, making that accessible for folks who are in wheelchairs or have other mm-hmm. uh, disabilities was something that was very important. Um, then generally with you know, traffic flow, we were looking for places where it's stickiest that we can make some improvements there. So Homestead, again, is you know, probably the busiest part of this corridor, definitely the bus- busiest part of the corridor. Stickiest. I like that, I like that uh, word, mean, mm-hmm. meaning that that's where buses are getting stuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there is the train tracks on yeah. Amity Street. Yeah. Um, there's a whole lot of traffic lights. There's a whole lot of cross traffic. So just very high traffic volume in general. So mm-hmm. we're looking at... Methods to improve flow there that could improve some short bus lanes, not the entire corridor, but uh, for small segments, or improvements to the signals that um, allow the signals to talk to buses uh-huh. and you know give them a green light when they're running behind on time or you know, help them get back on track. We're talking with Amy Silberman, Director of Planning and Service Development. Also on the line with us is Craig Tuchek. He's Senior Planner. They're both with Pittsburgh Regional Transit. Um, you can go to portauthority.org slash homestead to McKeesport if you want more information about some of the study that is being focused right now on this corridor. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. According to PennDOT data, from 2016 to 2020, There have been 2,006 pedestrian and 390 bicycle crashes in Allegheny, Beaver, and Lawrence counties. Collectively, these crashes resulted in 83 fatalities. Here are some bicycle safety and share the road tips. Wear a properly fitted helmet. Follow the same responsibilities as a vehicle driver. Bicyclists are expected to obey all traffic laws, including but not limited to riding on the right side of the road, abiding by traffic signs and signals, and using turn signals. However, they may travel at less than the posted minimum speed. And additionally, bicyclists may operate on a shoulder or berm, but are not required to do so. For more information on bicycle and pedestrian safety, visit www.pendot.gov safety. Back for a final few minutes with Amy Silberman and Craig Tuchek from Pittsburgh Regional Transit. We're talking about the uh, Homestead and McKeesport corridor, which has been the focus of a lot of interest. But also, in broader terms, I guess, there's been a lot of long-range planning uh, that uh, Pittsburgh Regional Transit, formerly Port Authority, has been doing. There was this whole next transit um, process. that Is that still ongoing, the the determining sort of the long-term goals of Pittsburgh Regional Transit, or is that wrapped up now? 
So that has wrapped up. Mm -hmm. We did undertake that planning process, Next Transit, at the beginning of the pandemic. So had a bit of pivoting to do, of course, to figure out how we could best engage with the community. But um, we did do that over the course of about 16 months or so. And we adopted our long-range plan, Next Transit, Mm -hmm. last September. Um, So it's a 25-year vision for us. And it prioritizes corridors throughout Allegheny County. So this Homestead to McKeesport Corridor planning process was actually already ongoing just with a safety lens um, through that PennDOT Connects funding that we had. Um, But through the long-range plan, this corridor also rose to the top as being a priority both for equity and ridership um, and uh, travel modeling, looking at how people are moving or how people might be likely to move if there were better transit available. Um, so this corridor rose to the top, and it's it's in our top bucket of projects with the long-range plan. Um, so we were happy that we were already working on it with the safety lens and sort of gave us some uh, some additional emphasis to get it going as quickly as we could. Um, so we kicked it off last fall to start talking with the public uh, about potential ideas for, for improvements. I, I, I seem to recall that one of the uh, things that popped or bubbled to the list in this part of the county, the eastern and and southern suburbs of the county, was um, possibly extending the busway or extending some sort of rapid transit lanes to McKeesport and up through the Turtle Creek Valley to Monroeville. I think that is an idea that a lot of people have talked about for a long time, but um, it seems like it might finally be happening if the funding is available. Yes. And so that is a separate corridor project, but also one of our top uh, higher priority projects to continue moving forward and and looking for ways to start um, funding the planning processes for. We do actually have one grant in place to to look at some East Busway extension ideas. Um, But yes, so we have have a lot of priority corridors. um, And and that one, of course, intersects with this Homestead to McKeesport corridor as well. We barely touched on this uh, before that second break, and that is the bus rapid transit project that is between downtown and Oakland or Squirrel Hill, I guess, um, which is going to, it sounds to me, it's intended to alleviate a lot of the congestion that builds up around the universities and around the hospitals. You you mentioned that this does impact the 61C to some extent. Um, Will this also speed the progress of the 61C through that congested corridor? Yeah, so the downtown uptown Oakland bus rapid transit project has five bus routes associated with it, and the 61C is one of those five bus routes. So it will be getting these upgraded treatments uh, and upgraded designs through those three neighborhoods and then heading out through Squirrel Hill and Greenfield and then, of course, crossing the bridge into Homestead and continuing all the way to the McKeesport. Um, So while we didn't do this project because of that bus rapid transit project, we are very happy that both um, are happening concurrently because it is one bus route, the 61C, that traverses both project corridors. Um, and therefore, we can really ensure that those improvements in each project are, um, you know, uh, coordinating with each other and making sure that that route can be as reliable um, and, and safe and accessible as possible. Who could they reach out to? How do, how do they make their voice heard and, and whom should they talk to? Yeah, um, I'll let Craig give us the the project website. And then, of course, our um, Pittsburgh Regional Transit customer service line always takes ideas for anything with 
whether it's a current active project or just a general everyday uh, transit issue. Um, and that is, their phone number is 412-442-2000. Um, and then Craig can give us the project website information for anyone who wants to go in and look at what we've proposed, what some of the design ideas and thoughts are, and also see other people's feedback as well as they've left comments or likes or dislikes on a project map. Sure. So folks can visit portauthority.org slash homestead to Sport, And then right under Engage With Us, there's a link that you can go to an interactive map, see some of the ideas that have been proposed, and propose your own. And is it helpful for them to talk to their local community leaders, their elected officials, their township commissioners, borough council, city council, state representatives, and, and urge them to, to make their voices heard too? Absolutely. That's always very helpful to us. Um, it's more helpful when we're in a project decision-making point. We've sure. already decided we'd like to move this project forward. So this isn't a you know, a question mark for us. This is a priority and we want to see it done. However, we don't have all the funding lined up to complete the project right now. So the more that we can talk uh, with our elected officials and, and community leaders, um, the more support we can, we can drum up and continuing to look for uh, other ways to fully finance the project. We've been talking this morning to Amy Silberman. She is Director of Planning and Service Development for Pittsburgh Regional Transit. Thank you so much, Amy, for taking some time to talk with us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And also on the line with us has been Craig Tuchek, uh, who is a senior planner with Pittsburgh Regional Transit. Craig, thank you so much for spending some time on the phone with us this morning. Happy to be here. And thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.